Ricochet Records podcast. October 2018. Good year. Good summer. Lovely hot summer, that. We're going to have a nice chill show today. We're going to have a little chit-chat with you. tunes away from Pavirialist Liberty Sound friend Kowatin and Tokyo big shouts Ricochet Records number 36 Reflections EP this one's Reflection Eternal I've played this before on the show hello to the regular listeners
fun running a little record label. Meet some nice people. Or don't meet them, but chat to them via email from another country. Try and get the, uh, the best out of some of these talented producers. from hearing his radio show. I do think this is some of his best work now he's doing. In our autumn years. We might not sell many records, but it's uh, quality over quantity, really, with these uh, indie music releases. follow him on Instagram or Facebook he's got a massive analogue rack in his studio he's got like a dozens of little bits of kit all linked together all synced up doing live jams really interesting uh, stuff coming out Mixers full of dust, we've been doing some building work. Try and get the crackles out, try and get the crackles out for you. Thank you. 
be one from Erase Me on Traum Records. The Colour in Silence, it's called.
new release here for you. Freshest cuts as always, this is from Don't DJ. All love affairs fail, but they never end, the release. Nice punchy title. See what they call Don't DJ, it's not exactly an easy beat to uh, slide into. into that on a laptop. Back in the vinyl days that would uh, possibly have given me a nervous breakdown trying to get that tune in. Full on mental and physical collapse. Accompanied by booing from the, the audience, angry audience.
beat does kind of make sense by the end. Just about.
cute little track this. Ted Jasper is the guy. It's on Fat Records, he used to do a lot of like big poppy breakbeat stuff. Back in the day. It's got a bit of a sort of cute two-step vibe, it's a bit soulful too. Kid, Jelly Man EP. So she came out in July, I've been meaning to play it for a while. Jitter Jazz Records. Amazing moody bit of tape noir going on here.
Fantastic track from uh, Minor Science called Heatwave. Obviously, you probably could have guessed that. The uh, <clears throat> more astute listeners will have noticed that was called Heatwave. And yeah, big shouts to everyone listening. Nice one. Appreciate it. You got attention. You know, we listen to a lot of music here. I listen to a lot of music. We uh, got a lot of new tunes for you. Next month's show's going to be pretty heavy. Got a lot of new sort of acid, breaky, broken tech acid business, bass lines and darkness and you know, big sort of boombastic post-nightclub techie moods. Right, we're just going to keep it cheeky today. Keep it cheeky for you. Maybe play a few tracks from my pal Paul, uh, aka Will Haven, Night on Wish Mountain, Canada High, Kai, KI, I don't know. There's more, there's I've forgotten some. Sorry, Paul. And, you know, back in the day, I used to really like very sculpted, crafted music, you know. Definitely lean towards the really heavily architected stuff that had been probably, you know, worked on. Over the course of many months, probably reworked demoed and remixed and then, you know, rearranged. I don't know if it's just getting older, but I certainly nowadays take a lot more pleasure from sort of uh, more off-the-cuff raw, just sort of musical moments like this radio show, which I do spend a lot of time collating music for and trying to think of a nice flow for you, but... Ultimately, is unplanned, off the cuff each month, you know, just spinning tunes. Like a lot of the other guys on 199 Radio, hello, we now syndicate to. 
And now you've got a lot of shows covering a lot of different styles, a lot of experimental stuff and odd ground on there. So, you know, it's good to be part of that. Part of family. And we've got futuremusic.fm, which we've been on for about four years now. After leaving uh, Dynamic Breaks and then iBreaks Radio, which was more sort of dance music based. Future Music definitely got the Electronica Spectrum covered. Big shouts to uh, the guys running it, Neil, Mike, the crew. And, you know, you've got a lot of people sort of DJing more sort of te- techno stuff on there, which is nice, you know. But again, it's quite, you know, transient sort of fleeting music, which... The, uh, the scene sort of evolves and develops more so than, you know, a classic tune which people will play just for like two years, solid, and then on rotation, and then move on to the next. So, yeah, I'm quite enjoying this more um, spur of the moment stream of consciousness type music and uh, that's that approach to it and Paul Anthony certainly does he's very prolific in his ripe old age he's uh, he's in the studio a lot and he, he puts out a lot of really high quality stuff which has the, the energy of uh, a um, an artist performing But the sonic, uh, sonic excellence of a really talented producer and rich ideas of well thought through musical concepts, but the immediacy of someone who is just like a a, a hard-working man in his studio, workmanlike efficiency. One we put out on our own label, Ricochet, a few years ago. Called Darkness Incomplete.
just feel wrong if Paul was only putting out one track, uh, one EP every six months or whatever. The big club hit. Because I love hearing all these different uh, facets of his personality, different emotions that um, he's, he's managing to conjure up. And all this broad range of musical influences that he's channeling into his work. Jazz dubbing this one big time up front. Ambient, perhaps. Some sort of down tempo broken beat stuff from a bit of trip hoppy sort of vibe in there, too. Alongside a sort of cinematic tension, which you uh, don't find a lot of people do with, um, with class. Easily abused. <laughs> Sounding a little bit, can sound quite, you know, overblown and bit bombastic.
lovely stuff. Equal ways. On the money, that. On the money. Stars turn inside, use the track. And he's bringing some other influences in the mix there too. There's a bit of uh, some nice sort of live organic instrumentation too. Just fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, we're going to take things now. Let's go. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Apex Twin. <laughs> and, you, know, you can't deny the guy's influence at all. I, I had a rant about him a few years ago. Really into that Syro album. Um, I, I know he's got a new release. I'm not going to play any of that because you know you're either aware of it or what, whatever. And you know I don't really get the feeling that he's uh, particularly bothered about treading new ground. Although there's some fantastic, absolutely fantastic digital signal processing production in there. You know, which um, obviously he was very famous for back in the uh, <clears throat> back in the day. But I thought um, I actually heard some other music this week. DJ Edgeotronic. I think I can't pronounce it. It's one word. Edgeotronic. I don't know. Good new new album. I'm gonna, next month I'm going to play some of the um, the the hard original sort of techno fresh vibes off that that, <coughs> that album. I've been playing some of them some of their tracks for many years, and this is uh, the most sort of cohesive full LP they've done that I'm aware of. One of the tracks on it, Not A Toy, reminded me of uh, the sort of classic days of, um, you know, War Records, Reflex, uh, where where were they? Up in, um, up north, weren't they? They're all up north. In the land of steel. And you know, it, it's. I thought, you know, this is this is so so great because as much as it's, um, as much as it is a pleasure to hear someone like Richard James invent a new style of electronic music that hundreds of people start duplicating, emulating. Thousands are influenced by. Millions are, you know, deeply affected by the listeners enjoying and uh, changing the way they think about music. And then you hear someone kind of riffing on it in a more playful way 20 years later, and it's uh, it's nice. It's kind of like a little bit nostalgic. I, I wouldn't say the people nowadays who are doing these little sort of uh, um, classic acid electro ditties are in any way trying to cash in on <laughs> their popularity. And it's beyond that point. It's you know, it's, it's not exactly a trendy, trendy thing to do, or is it? I don't know. These things do come back in fashion every now and then. But it got me thinking. Um, I've got quite a few little, little. I've just pulled together a few tunes that um, I kind of like. I see them almost more like cover versions of of like uh, Apex. in the sense that you get a little bit of the person's, the artist's personality coming through with them channeling <laughs> this, the, cla- the classics, the classic electro anthems from Warp and Reflex and, and co. And uh, most of them aren't straight up cover. Some of them are literally, uh, you know, brazen 
um, reworkings of you know the classic sounds, the classic melodies, sometimes whole just whole hooks brought into a new context. Some of them are a bit more subtle. One of them is actually a cover version by a band. I'm, I'm just going to play a bunch of them and we'll have a bit of fun. Have a little bit of fun on the Ricochet show for a change. So it all just being, you know, dark techno. Bleak, bleak sort of dystopian future techno. Two hours of gruelling distortion and chugging beats.
Japanese artist, Purple Veils, the track. Thank <laughs> you. 
Underground's doing it. Kiro's uh, fantastic label out. In America.
Tis the man himself. Last one was Alexi Pirala, who's one of his mates from uh, Reflex. His whole career is basically just a big nod to his pal Richard. But he's quite a good, um, solid producer of some pretty straight up um, electro beats in his own right. Going back to the idea of people, you know, enjoying their stream of consciousness work as much as their carefully sculpted classics. This is um, Aphex when he did the Analord series. Before he shut down Reflex, he released all the Analords digitally with like loads of extra tracks. Which I imagine the future music.fm listeners are probably aware of. Maybe some of the people on the podcast uh, missed that boat. <laughs> Something like 20 or 30 additional tracks on top of the, the massive collection that was already in the uh, Analog series. 12 EPs, and so yeah, this is like track 6 from what was just a little 3 track EP, number 6. Track 6, EP 6, Analogins. These tracks are rough around the edges, but you know, he pushes his ideas to corners that are further than... Uh, the big albums have good ideas that are well developed, but this is just like really on the fringe of his uh, thought process. Some challenging stuff in there. And you can't see this going in the top 10 like, you know, he's not going to be doing a window looker with this, but of more interest to me now than, um, than you know, his retirement package he's doing with Warp Records is pro- probably of less interest to me personally. So I'm going to play you these uh, little um, lost gems myself. Hope you enjoy them. Thank you. 
way you'd even get these now. He shut down the reflex site a few years ago. These all just disappeared. I, I can't find them on the torrents. They're probably out there somewhere. Pretty wacky though. Come on, these are all these impersonators. They can't touch this. Speaking of the impersonators, let's have a couple more. We'll go back to the show proper. We're gonna have EOD and the Bad Plus coming up.
and uh, we've got one more from um, a bunch of people. Murkoff, Vanessa Wagner, Losky, doing a cover of Avril 14th, one of his classics from the Drug Cues era.
So there are many electronica artists who have written tracks that are that little melodies that are that deeply rooted into all of our subconscious. <laughs> it's like the classical era, you know, those the classic stabs, the composers of the you know nineteenth century, twentieth century. That is, um, even when reworked quite dramatically, very memorable, very distinctive, immediately recognisable. Really great set of EPs, those from uh, Vanessa Wagner, who she does just a piano cover of the track, which some people have then remixed to create that rather pleasant sort of proggy crescendo. And it's nice to be able to play some Aphex Twin without just playing, you know, some Aphex Twin. Uh, I think that's enough, though. <laughs> um, it made me think, actually, when I was putting those tracks together, it made me think about how great all the PR was when he was with War Records, all the advertising was just, you know, so... Even now, you know, they've got that new <coughs> campaign with the posters all over the tube stations, which people on the internet are saying, oh, it's so great, you know, they are so creative, they must have, oh, it must have been so cheap to do. And, you know, fair enough, obviously, it is cool, it's a great idea, but I'm sure they have spent millions on advertising behind it and getting the blogs involved and getting the press to print pickies of it all and you know whatever you know it's all about the music at the end of the day isn't it it's all about the music but it did make me think how, how great all the the whole the whole vision was all the album artwork all the all the digital visual art and the music videos as well back in the 90s when he you know when it was all really exciting and high energy that got me thinking to brian eno who's obviously on walk records now signed up to like a 10 album deal for his pension plan Actually, I'm sure he doesn't need to be doing it for, for the money because he's, he's had, like, quite a spectacular life. And um, he's not just written, you know, 20, 30-odd albums, studio albums. Just, you know, his, his own actual music, let alone all these collaborations. That's just crazy, crazy quantity of really fresh stuff over the decades. And signed to Walk Records, fair enough. And, you know, I think they've saved him from his years of appalling cover art of which he really has had some low points like when Photoshop was in his early days and he was convinced he was going to do all the artwork himself in Photoshop like The Drop being an album with a particularly horrific cover that almost spoils, actually does totally spoil your enjoyment of what is otherwise a nice collection of quite fresh sort of yeah beats even NerveNet, sort of rock, fusion, jazzy um, the album he did, it'd be, I think in the early 90s maybe, late 80s. 
fucking awful album art, and uh, so yeah, Warp Records have pr pretty much um, got a proper team behind him to try and save him from making another embarrassment of himself with Photoshop. Leave it to the pros, you know what I mean? Leave it to the pros. And it's always nice to hear new music from these people, even if my last album of his that I personally was very interested in would be Another Day on Earth, which was back in 2005. His 23rd solo album. <laughs> Crazy. Um, first one in about 20 years that had a lot of vocals in. It's a pretty special collection of, of stuff. It's got a lot of lot of the sort of feeling and themes from this sort of another green world era but brought up to speed with that noughties production really great last track called bone bomb apparently you read a newspaper story about a palestinian suicide bomber and an israeli doctor made the point that um, when a suicide bomber detonates the bomber's bones become shrapnel adding to the destruction so some pretty hefty, weighty topics going on and moody music, some really, really deep stuff. I'm just reading off Wikipedia, but you know, you get the picture. I just had to check what label it was on for the purposes of recording the track list, which is on, on futuremusic.fm's archives on uh, SoundCloud, I believe. Cloud every now and then, SoundCloud, I think, at the moment. We're on um, we're on iTunes, the Ricochet Records podcast. Go to ricochetrecords.org and there's all the links. Oh, yes. And we don't normally do this sort of, you know, Aphex Twin worship and waffle. It's normally just proper live DJing. Fresh new music and some classic old school breaky stuff and so we're trying to hypnotise you at once a month. <laughs> and a bit of classic biosphere here from the substrata just to, uh, to give me a little bit of breathing space. Well, I'm going to play one of the tracks off the Branino album, Another Day on Earth. How Many Worlds this track one of the powerful numbers in the middle and then we've got a couple more for you before we wrap it up today thanks for listening
Thanks for listening. That was Noah, Lewis Cole, and uh, Genevieve from uh, San Francisco, California way, who I, I absolutely think is the best music since sliced bread. Thanks for listening. Enjoyed that a lot. So, as I say, we'll get back to some proper straight-up hardcore energetic music and some. some uh, I'll get stuck in on the ones and twos on the decks again for you next month. Um, Every four weeks, Ricochet Records podcast.